This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Let's take a look at headlines coming out from around our region. Yes, Malaysian authorities are vowing to take strict action against the illegal sale of RON95 petrol to foreigners. And in Indonesia, police will be deployed for a 24-hour surveillance of cooking oil production and distribution amid rising food prices. Plus, uh, we mentioned this earlier, Thai Airlines' April Fool's tweet going a step too far. Let's find out more from Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Good morning, Bati. I'm doing good. Thank you. Let's talk petrol. Malaysia warning their petrol station operators against selling a subsidized petrol to foreign registered vehicles. The Domestic Trade and Consumer Affairs Minister Alexander Nanta Lingi saying that they could be fined up to 2 million ringgit. So borders have opened. Is it going to be harder for the government to monitor this uh, RON95 fuel purchases by foreigners? What are your thoughts on this story? Well, it is going to be difficult, but, and, you know, the government subsidizes, you know, the subsidy bill runs into billions of ringgit. And clearly there is some worry that, you know, petrol station operators are taking advantage of this and selling, selling this all to foreigners, particularly Singaporeans coming across the causeway to Johor. ISIS, the government has said that they will take stiff action and, you know, imposing fines of up to 2 million ringgit, which is like, 640,000 Sing dollars. I think we can see in the coming weeks will be cases where the government actually does find petrol station operators caught for, you know, uh, breaking the law on this one. Mm -hmm. And this is to basically send out this message that, you know, they will get tough. So I think we can see some kind of action to send that message down that, you know, uh, this won't be tolerated. So, you know, I think petrol stations that are doing this, Better be, you know, mindful that, you know, these authorities who, you know, will be acting as, you know, undercover agents and that kind of stuff to, to catch these culprits. And still on Malaysia, Leslie, according to the cabinet minister in charge of parliament, a total of 39 Malaysian MPs have switched their political allegiance since the 2018 general election. What does this really say about loyalty among Malaysian political parties? Why did it take so long also for the government to finally draft the Federal Constitution 2022 bill on anti-party hopping, especially where political instability is concerned? Well, you know, you know, this has been the story since the last elections. You know, people, politicians hopping, they've been behaving like commodities, actually, and, you know, going for the highest bidder. And we've seen, you know, three prime ministers since then, four prime ministers actually since then. And, you know, three prime ministers since then. And, you know, this has been the feature in Malaysian politics. You know? So, hence, that's why the opposition, the Pakatan Harapan coalition that won the elections the last night, is insisting on this anti-hopping bill. And it will be tabled on April 11th. Reason why it took so long, a lot of opposition against the bill, particularly from, you know, party headed by former Prime Minister Muhyiddin Yassin. You know, his party came to power benefiting from elected representatives switching uh, loyalties and sides and coalition partners. So he was hesitant for, for this bill, but, you know, it's clear that, you know, the government has decided together with the opposition alliance that they will pursue this bill. And I think it's, it would be tabled now. It is set for April 11th. 
and the opposition has declared that it will back this bill. Question is, will it get the necessary support to get it passed? That will be the issue. Leslie, let's uh, switch tracks to Indonesia, where police there will be deployed for a 24-hour surveillance of cooking oil production and distribution. They want to make sure companies are producing bulk cooking oil as targeted and selling it for below the 14,000 rupiah a litre price cap. Okay, what's going on with this oil fiasco? Is this a case of trying to guarantee food security? What else are they looking at in terms of managing that? Well, you know, this is a serious issue. The world's largest power producer having uh, shortages of cooking oil, which is largely derived from palm oil. And it is serious in a country where, you know, uh, rising food prices can cause a whole uh, lot of problems, particularly political problems and, and social unrest. So the government has decided that they want to ensure the supply of bulk cooking oil. I mean, the branded cooking oil, which costs more than 50,000 rupiah per litre. That's, that's already that's visible in supermarket stores. But the generic ones that the government is wants uh, supermarkets and grocery stores to sell is facing some kind of shortage. A lot of hoarding is taking place. I think one of the problems that we face is that the, the, the market that is facing is that eight companies control more than 70% of the market. And I think that's really causing the problem, you know, this cartel-like situation. So you can see, I think the, what we can see is that the authorities will be focusing their attention on these eight countries, making sure that, you know, they are getting uh, the supply out to the market in an orderly manner. And that's going to be, you know, crucial in the next coming days because, you know, we're in that month of Ramadan now when these things become very, very sensitive. You know, inflation is rising and, um, you know, so tough times for the Indonesian government to deal with this very, very basic necessity. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. Still on Indonesia, Leslie, Indonesian President Joko Widodo and Malaysian Prime Minister Ismail Sabri Yaakob recently witnessed the signing of an agreement to improve protection for domestic migrant workers. To what extent will this help Malaysia's labor-staffed palm oil industry, for instance? And of course, the country's overall development, could the partnership also be extended to other sectors? Well, but this is a memorandum of understanding. So, you know, you've got uh, heads of government from the two countries saying that, look, putting their, their signature on this initiative to get the relevant authorities in both countries to hammer out a kind of mechanism to ensure the orderly and easy importing of labor from Indonesia. This is also against a backdrop where there have been cases of abuse, by Malaysian employers and Indonesians are insisting on better protection for their for their citizens. So, I mean, the Malaysian uh, uh, labor market is starved. Uh, there is pressure on the on Kuala Lumpur to get this agreement out quickly. And I think, um, like you pointed out, this will certainly expand to to other sectors of the Malaysian economy that really depend on Indonesian labor for sure. Final one, uh, Leslie, and this is something that uh, Bharati and I were really curious about. An April Fool's Day prank tweeted by staff at budget airline Thai Vietjet could lead to criminal charges after an activist lawyer filed a complaint with police alleging it had insulted 
Thailand's King Maha Visiralongkorn. Yeah, but the fact is there was no mention of the king's name. So one would think, what led to such a reaction? How did they interpret all of this? Well, you know, but the, this, this report was filed by an activist lawyer who is like, who's considered a serial report lodger, actually. Mm. <laughs> and and, uh, and it has created a bit of a buzz in Thailand. I think this was, wasn't coincidental. It was intentional. The Red Jet has apologized. And, you know, I think there will be some kind of buzz for a while, but I expect this thing just to, to kind of evaporate into the ether you know, in the coming days. All right. Thanks so much. We've been speaking with Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for The Straits Times. Appreciate your time. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you, David. Thanks, Patrick. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.